Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Dane Conan. As you can see from the title of the show, we're going to talk about 93 Tops Finest. But first, a word or <laughs> consideration of our uh, sponsors. I'd like to thank Beckett Media, which is Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC, CMC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. So the card companies uh, are all sponsors, but today we're going to focus on Tops' very innovative product from 1993, which I think is one of Dane's favorites. So, Dane, you've been on before. Welcome back. Looking forward to talking to you about 93 Tops' finest baseball. Thanks for having me back. I was a uh, a pup when this was uh, released, but uh, it left a mark with me, so I actually have, uh, have a lot of memories about this. Were you a pup with enough discretionary uh, money to pay the bigger bucks that those packs because those packs immediately start going over and above uh, the suggested retail. Yeah, we. Uh, I was Were you work- in early, or did you? I was working in the card shop when that when that product okay. came out, and like everybody else, I was wowed by it and uh, didn't have a full understanding of all the uh, parallels that were to come. And I remember about two weeks in, we restocked the product, and I asked the owner, Earl. I said, Earl, are you feeling okay? Did you you put twenty five dollars a pack on these? And I said, That are Is you that a mistake? Yeah, and. <laughs> He, he just looked at me just, you know, square in the face and said, that's not a mistake. <laughs> and people bought him. Okay, but in 93, you didn't really have the internet. No. Nope. So where, where, where was he getting the sense? Because it, it may have been too early for, you know, our price guides to indicate that movement, which was very real. But we were running a once-a-month publication. So, so was he just sensing it from uh, dealer net or some other kind of uh, I think action had, from the distributors? We had a limited uh, connection with other dealers, I think. I don't know if it was the internet, but it was through computer. And... Uh, I think they were $4 a pack the first time we got it in. And uh, I just remember the refractors becoming yeah. an absolute craze. And I know uh, myself, like a lot of other people, and I think you've talked about supply and demand before, yeah. but I'm one of the people that put together, I'm going to put together, you know, three or four base sets and, I, and it's going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I think. Don't I tell think, me you were trading refractors for base cards. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I couldn't get You held on to your refractors, but they, they were they were very difficult. They were difficult. But you had no trouble just seeing when you're going through that many cards, you could tell a refractor. I could easily. I knew a lot of people that couldn't. Well, and, you can't if you just sit there and pr- somebody brings you one card. Right. If they bring you 10 cards and one's a refractor, it's it pops out. Now you can tell. Now yeah. you can tell. And uh, yeah, I think the uh, base set, the last I checked, is about 50 to to $100, which mm-hmm. I think a pack runs about. <laughs> fifty to fifty to seventy five dollars. So, um, yeah. you know, I always wondered how how they're you, beautiful cards. They are yeah. gorgeous. They changed the game. Yeah, they uh, every set after that, I feel like you can tell a distinct difference in products after that came out versus before that came out. I've always felt like because that. of the slick coating, or what, what do you think it is? Because I mean, scratching was never a big deal, and, and some of these other issues that now with the more modern cards with these coatings. You know the imperfections. You, you could you could see the reflectability of it, or something, sure. if that's a word. I, I just think customers at that time they they now were used to a high end premium product, and that's that's what everyone even in the lower end sets there were more premium chrome style inserts now in chase cards, and um, I just think the cards we enjoy today, the Bowman chromes, the Topps right. chromes, the they're all the successors, the parallels. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, how did you guys handle the refractors? If I can ask you a question. Well, we had. Uh, you know, again, it was just, uh, it, it was early on in the whole parallel craze, and these were so difficult to find, and we uh, we got caught up in the controversy about how many, because they weren't numbered, right? but there were some, I believe there were pack odds that you had that you could kind of deduce 
right. how many cases and therefore how many refractors there were. But there was a lot. And so it sounded like if we, we were, we computed there were 241 refractors of each, which turned out actually not to be true. Really? Okay? Okay. It's not strictly true. It's, it's the mathematical answer, mm-hmm. but they're not numbered. But when you, in those days, when something was with their 241 of them, I mean, that sounds like not enough, but it sounds like a lot as well. But when you find out, but, but the other thing that's really tricky for all those mid nineties, uh, difficult, uh, uh, parallels and inserts is that the odds of finding them, you know, it's a more expensive pack and then the odds of finding them are, are slim. Right, right. And so then you've got supply and demand. You've got demand that's way in excess of supply and it drove up. And unfortunately it drove up. I mean, again, those, the, they'll never be junk wax and they'll never be junk commons. But like like we've said, the the complete set price now is way down, and yet the the value of an unopened pack or the uh, refractors is is where all the value is. Right. Did you guys initially? Do you remember if you initially priced the refractors, or did did you have I, to really be a cautious approach because of the craze? Or I I think we again I'd have to look back and see, but my my sense is I was I was very involved in those days, and we tried to aggressively get first pricing out there. Right. And so, and there were indications of, of what things were selling for, but it, it's, it's like you said, the, 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 the product doubled overnight. Yeah. And so, and we're in a monthly cycle. We're going to get the initial pricing out. And then the exciting thing for collectors is seeing the up arrows. I mean, right. we didn't manufacture them. We're just reporting what's going on, but that was a very exciting product. Right. I remember, uh, I remember the shop we, and I may be totally wrong. This is just a long time ago. I'm 39 now. And, you know, I think I was 13 or 14 okay. at the time, but, um, I remember we sold out of Beckett's very quickly. That that right too after, many too many up arrows. Uh, well, everyone was. Well, they wanted to know. know. Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're. Um, I've said before, you know, when we when we when we did a great job and the price guide was perfect one month, we had the the privilege and the honor of doing it again the very next month and having not starting over, but uh, you know, each month was its own thing, and right. so there a lot of dynamic activity. We had we had uh, regional correspondence and and some of our price guide guys were. You know, we had people out every weekend for seeing. And again, even though there are regional premiums for certain things, that was a, a national, I don't know, I don't know if it was international phenomenon in those days, but it was, it, it was, it was all over the country right. that people wanted them. Right. And, uh, and so we reported that it, w- it wasn't regional pockets. One of the, I, I was looking back at it and it was like that some of the short print perception, which I, which may just be perception. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that there would be. That many short prints there, but uh, again, you don't when in a, on a more limited product. Then you know how do you know? You know, you, so I don't think it's regional distribution. Yeah, I've heard that uh, rumor. It was like I this. don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. A bad collation. I, I don't think that's true, uh, but I do think there there was some hoarding. There was a you know one of the problems was there was a guy that tried to corner the market really on a certain refractor, and, yeah. and got up to a large number of refractors that called into question whether two forty one was the actual number. And I, again, tops, you know, one of the sponsors, again, it's, it's, uh, they didn't, they didn't have to say anything. You know, we, we would, when we were trying to do price guides, we would try to get information from them, but they didn't have to say anything about how many cases or anything other than this is the checklist. They didn't even have to do that, but we, you know, the checklist and here, you know, so the perceptions of scarcity were probably perceptions. And I think that was the first time that, uh, Anyone had released production. Tops had released yeah, production. I mean, numbers. in advance, but I, yeah. I think it was an indication because the hobby was was real strong then that that uh, whatever it was, four thousand cases or something, was supposedly a small number. Right. It's actually probably not a small number anymore. Right. Right. You know, for for nowadays. But can you imagine? I mean, you're we'll we'll uh, you know we we had a good time talking about uh, other stuff uh, 
last time you were on, and we'll have a future episode we'll talk about uh, breaking again. But can you imagine breaking a case? We've uh, we've had a lot of questions uh, about breaking a box, and uh, in that format, each customer would receive a pack. Yeah, but wouldn't all but one be disappointed? Um, yes, and that's why we've been hesitant. I mean, that's that's the psychology of break. I think, isn't it? You don't want everybody yeah. to be disappointed except for one person. So we've we've tried to think of ways to work a box of finest. There's uh, boxes at the national for sale yeah. uh, from reputable dealers. Yeah. And you want to make sure it's a reputable dealer. I heard that you know the cellophane on those didn't have the tops logo on it. That was a okay. mistake later. And but we've we've tried to think of how to get this beautiful set onto our uh, breaking stage, and it just yeah. like you said. Well, you could put, uh, well, again, again, even the, 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 uh, the, the better players are just maybe not priced out of your, um, your higher end break where you're going to put together right. your vault uh, kind of stuff. Sure. But still, uh, again, and then, uh, are you mainly a baseball guy? I, I, I was baseball first, but I'm pretty much, I became everything and am everything, but. I started out mainly a baseball fan as a kid. And then also basketball. I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, um, well, like I everyone mean, else. Just saying, the, the <laughs> finest uh, product became, uh, yeah. you know, uh, went across all the sports uh, right. pretty immediately. I mean, they were, you know, because that was, I guess, early early spring of of '93, I suppose. '93, yeah, and then uh, it but hit. then there were some. I don't think they did football that year, but they any, with any foot, football finest, but they they did basketball and hockey. There were there maybe there were inserts. I don't right. know if they were a full product, but they were but that uh, technology right. was it, it looked expensive. It still looks nice. It does. It still looks nice. We still break finest. You know, it's a fan favorite. Uh, I think the Bowman Chromes and the Topps Chromes of the world have uh, developed their own right. following. And uh, but that was one of the greatest looking sets of all time. And I, it was different. I, I just remember the uh, player's name being on the front, but his position was not. And I don't think his team was on the front of the card, which was really huh, different. Interesting. And uh, I hadn't thought of that. It was a unique, uh, unique design that they've co- actually copied. I think in 2013 they. Uh, Brought back the all-star design from that set, the green, and uh, one yeah, of our favorites. Yeah, no, and and so how did that did that uh, did that take your collecting to the next level in some way? Were you were you are, are you more of a visual guy? Were that really uh, further legitimized collecting? Because you know, if you look back at the cards from the the eighties and seventies and sixties, they're pretty plain compared to finest. Sure. So was this something that was really appealing to your thirteen year old mind that you said, "Hey, I'm going to make a career out of this," or "I'm I'm going to really stay with this uh, baseball card collecting"? It wowed me. I will say it wowed me. But as a kid, and uh, you know, you know this, it made it harder to collect because of the cost. Yeah, more and expensive, way more expensive. It was tough for a kid. Now I would I was setting up at shows at the time and stuff like that, but that was something I couldn't afford. And yeah. uh, so I was building base sets through trading versus opening a lot of wax. Okay. You know. So therefore you weren't picking up a lot of refractors. Which in hindsight probably would have been better to mow more lawns or throw more (laughs) newspapers or something. I had a uh, Mark McGuire uh, for a long time. I sold it years ago. That was my best refractor I ever had. Okay, nice. And uh, we've made a couple, uh, f- refractors have made a couple appearances in our buyback products at Dynasty Breaks. Yeah. So uh, we do bring those uh, on the camera from time to time. Um, we had a late great uh, Tony Gwynn refractor in our last oh, one. Oh, yeah. Do you get them graded? Usually, uh, or do you pre-grade them to see if they're going to grade well? When we're looking for cards for our buyback, I, on those I generally go graded. Try to get a 9 or 9.5. And I'm not trying to toot your horn here. We prefer no, Beckett. No, graded. but... Uh, but again, you're not. Uh, you usually don't have any problem with uh, with uh, uh, corners or edges. But no. you could have a problem with surface a little bit with some scratching, mm-hmm. and you could have. Um, well, you could have a centering problem, I guess. But I mean, quality control now is pretty pretty strong. So it's mainly the surface, a little bit of scratching. Surface. I've seen bubbles. So for... they ought to be nine 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 five uh, tens. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen 
tens too much. I haven't, I have actually, I don't remember seeing a ten. Mm -hmm. I know that there are lines in the refractor coating sometimes yeah, yeah. that brings it down a little, but that's surface, like you said. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I wish, uh, it, it, you know, I wish I would have maybe chased the refractors a little more yeah. and the base set a little less. So. Yeah, the base sets were, <laughs> but again, that's in those days, the base set was what, what people got in the, I don't know that, I mean, do we really think the tops thought that people were going to chase refractors to get refractor sets? I mean, that would be pretty prohibitive in terms of finding them, much less the cost. Yeah, I've seen or I've heard and read that there are, I guess, 19 sets registered. Yeah. Um, wow, what a tough That's one. <laughs> pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. But most of them probably would have been things done in the 90s. Sure, sure. I think when you look at now, wow, you just it's hard to even find them. Well, Dane, uh, thanks for uh, being here today. Uh, good trip down memory lane for Top's Finest Baseball, which uh, paved the way for other uh, really slick and beautiful uh, car designs. Hats off to Top's, although Upper Deck has done their share of outstanding designs, and Panini and some of the other and their uh, their predecessors uh, also have, uh, but Panini especially with some of their higher-end brands. So, uh, again, thanks, Top's, for doing that. Thanks, Dane, for being here. Thanks, sponsors. And, uh, again, uh, Hope each one of our listeners has a favorite set. This was Dane's. Uh, hope to tackle your favorite if you let me know. Dr. James Beckett at gmail.com. Just send me a quick shout of a set that you're, is your favorite, and maybe we can address that in a future issue. So thanks, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow again. So long.